0: The Boiler Upload Podcasts are brought to you by Martin Vintage. Do you love Purdue Vintage logos? Do you like supporting small businesses? Are soft and comfortable t-shirts and sweatshirts something that you adore this holiday season? Especially when they don't break the bank. Look no further than Martin Vintage. This Purdue alumni-owned small business is the place for you. Make sure to head over to martinvintage.com today to see what they have to offer. i'm getting a time warp uh we do not have jace tonight as he is busy with some family christmas stuff but with me is uh a c bartley who i finally got to see in person for the first time in how long yesterday
1: travis we saw each other like three weeks ago at a football game oh
0: yeah we we're there listen the last two months have been nuts so i barely know where i am right now i say apparently <laughs> But uh yes, we uh hang out yesterday. It was the first time that I've gotten to see this Purdue, this edition of Purdue in person. But we I think it's that. the
1: first time we watched a uh basketball game together since Louisville.
0: Oh yeah.
1: That night. That night in Louisville. So if you want to go down a uh, memory lane and uh, be be sad about something, you can be sad about that. But yeah, we, we saw each other like three weeks ago. I have a sad now. <laughs> oh, we're great we're number one in the country best <laughs> team in the nation <laughs>
0: at least for another week it looks like so it, it was nice to defend the number one ranking
1: yeah um purdue didn't lose uh so that's always a positive thing well we'll see if voters are finicky it was pretty it was pretty neck and neck between uh purdue and UConn. as was um yukon's pretty much the only other team in the country that has a profile as strong as ours um and they didn't struggle against Davidson, but it it would seem weird to change your mind after just one game.
0: Yeah. And uh, let's see. It looks like they've played one extra game. I know they beat Virginia Butler sixty eight forty six
1: this week. Okay. So if you're just playing the game of who was more impressive <laughs> this week, it was them.
0: There's also 19 voters that gave Virginia first place votes that will have to split those uh, among somebody. So,
1: Correct. So, I mean, that would be how it switches, because those people, you know, they have to... They're not going back on their word. They thought Virginia was the best team in the country, so now they get to choose between a UConn team that's pretty much handled business when their last... Uh, pretty much every game by double figures this year. Haven't played the best schedule, but they have a really nice win against Alabama. Um, 15 point neutral floor win, uh, a couple wins against Iowa state, Oklahoma state, Florida. So it's strong profile and probably looking a little better than Purdue is at the moment, but.
0: Well, Gonzaga, Purdue, did this. Gonzaga did us a favor by going to Alabama
1: and winning. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, it, we are so Purdue is so high up that we don't, right now we don't have to worry about anything where we're we're, uh, we're begging to be up a seed because we're very clearly a one seed right now
0: right now uh but being a one seed in december means absolutely nothing
1: <laughs> okay 11 and 0 starts do not mean nothing it is uh, a solid base to work on we have one two three top 20 Ken palm wins and uh marquette right now 29th in the Ken palm i um, talking about helping out produce profile so is doing just fine
0: yeah and number three in the net number one in the rpi if you still believe in the rpi uh thanks like you said with marquette since they jumped into the top 30 that gives us a fourth quadrant one win because they were 28 in the net and heck even the nebraska wins is uh close to that because they were 80th so they get up a little bit
1: their numbers are going to go up as they go into big 10 um as painter said after the game that team is going to win games um i I have a hard belief that they will finish any worse than eighty third and I would imagine that they go quite considerably up that's That felt like a top fifty team to me. Uh They're yeah. athletic, they play defense, they've got a couple guys that can score uh, That is a good basketball team. shocking there's, to
0: say. there's rarely a such a thing as a bad road win in the big ten too.
1: <laughs> nope, doesn't exist, except for Minnesota. Uh,
0: listen. Any t- There's history there, and I'll take any win we ever get at Minnesota.
1: I'm just saying it's not an impressive win. 177th in the Ken Palm. By far the worst team in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, right now, <laughs> even Northwestern carrying weight. 56th best team in the Ken Palm.
0: Oof. Uh the, the one that's not carrying weight, Florida State, is 254 in the net. and 145 uh, Ken Palm. 145 on Ken Palm, still not great, but at least that one was on the road. So
1: true. Um, yeah, they're three and ten, and they're still sinking.
0: <laughs> well, they get that uh, the guy from Spain back here pretty soon because uh, they had a yeah they had a top like twenty five recruit. I think his name is Boba Miller that was uh, suspended by the NCAA for NCAA reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the best thing you can say there.
1: Yeah, um, I, it, it's way too early to worry about March profile.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we've just keep done getting wins. Yeah, just keep getting wins. And looks like we're going to get two more here in the next two games, because I will be absolutely shocked if Purdue loses to New Orleans or Florida A&M.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you want to go back at first or look forward, but this is definitely a weird time for the Purdue team, because... I. I it's the way you want to do it because you don't want to risk anything right before the holidays. I mean, as much as, you know, you're dialed into the season, it's pretty human nature to look forward to that little break. Um, I was talking to David Jenkins, Jr. And I think he gets, they get the 22nd through the 26th or something like that. So he'll be able to fly home to Vegas, see his family. um, All the players will get some days off, but I can imagine that with just a new Orleans game between now and the holidays, Probably some of the players are looking a little bit ahead to some some time off. It is their last time off of the season. They, uh-huh. um, it's been, you know, first game was November 8th, and they'll wrap up their 12th game, November 21st. And then from there, it is just a bludgeoning of Big Ten basketball. They do not have, they have one stretch where they'll have um, six days off, five days off. Between Ohio State and Indiana in February. Besides Mm -hmm. that, there are games every two, three, four days.
0: That makes me glad that we have when they get back. Yeah, and that makes me glad that there's depth there because you know this is still a deep team, especially now that Gillis is back.
1: Yeah, I think that was a big takeaway from uh, Indy above anything else is that Mason Gillis looked like Mason Gillis minus a shot, which hasn't been there all season to this point. I think. That's definitely something that comes comes back um, as you get back into the rhythm. You uh, pretty much didn't touch a basketball for two weeks, and that's, mm-hmm. that's strange, especially for, you know, basketball players who do this for technically a living, kind of.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I guess we can go ahead and start talking about David- the Davidson game. I think to me it's encouraging that Purdue was still mostly in control even though it was probably the worst shooting that they've had all year and I would almost say it's the worst game they've had all year honestly.
1: Um I don't know if it was mostly shooting. I rewatched the game this morning. Um I thought their ball movement was actually really good. I
0: mm-hmm. think Nebraska
1: was the worst they've played. Yeah. Um, that was a combination of bad shooting, turnovers, um, being on the road. I, I thought the offense looked a lot better from Davidson. I mean, it, you're going to judge this team pretty much by how much they get Zach Eadie into the ball. So when you play a team like Nebraska and he only gets seven shot attempts, that's that's not good enough. So yeah. what we saw in the Davidson coach spoke about this after the game. They watched that Nebraska game, saw that they were having success, bringing the double underneath um, and really, really early. And you could definitely see that that's, that was the blueprint they were following. And Zach Eady was a lot better with the ball passing and he was able to get more looks. Obviously it helps when you go to the line as much as he did, but he was also able to really attack the offensive glass and make sure that even though he's double and triple teamed all the time, he still has to get touches and shots. And it, it, Purdue does a really good job. It's really hard to keep throwing it inside in general, but especially when you know, a double triple teams coming and the ball is going to move around anyway, and you're already kind of open on the perimeter, but that ball has to go in there. And it did. And Zach was pretty flawless. One turnover to get that much attention and touch the ball that much and get fouled that much to only have one mistake. Really good.
0: Yeah. And, and fortunately Purdue got it together at the free throw line. Cause they weren't even shooting from the free throw line. Well, in the first half, but I think we were like 24 of 30 in the second half.
1: And I will say they were, they were using that stupid, bright orange, new Wilson ball. Um, it's what they use in the NCAA tournament. And, it looks like a ball that you would go out and play with at recess, and it feels like a ball you would go out and play with at recess. It's awful. Um, definitely definitely nowhere near as good as the uh, other Evolutions or the Nike ball that Purdue's used to, but obviously they're good enough to overcome that. But I will say it, it, it can definitely get in your head a little bit. It feels a little different, but yeah, yeah. Um, Painter talked about that after the game, Zach Eady being able to make free throws, not being afraid of them. That that's a game changer for him. Cause late in the game when he needs it, he's not afraid to have the ball in his hand. And you can't have the best player on the floor, be scared of the ball at any point. And he's not.
0: Yeah. And he's 71.6% from the line as a team produce at 76.2%. That's, that's what you want right now. And you've got a bunch of guys, even, you know, Braden Smith and Fletcher lawyer as freshmen, they have hit some pretty big free throws here of late. I know Lawyer, I think he was eight of like nine of 10 yesterday. And uh, Smith hit a couple of big ones down the stretch at Nebraska. And that's what you want to see. And that's not even, you know, not even everybody. I know Newman's pretty solid at the line. Uh, Gillis is 89% on the season. So it's great to be able to get through games like this one where you're not hitting, but you're getting to the line and you're getting the job done there.
1: Yeah, I last year's team. I don't think wins this game. I don't and think, I don't so think last year's team wins in Nebraska. No, nope. it, there's a reason why everyone talked about three of twenty-five from three. That is an insanely bad shooting night. Teams mm-hmm. don't win when they shoot like that. No, it's I. I mean, it's unheard. We had they had a 7 point win, 8 one eight-point win in a semi-home game. Against a non-conference opponent shooting three at 25 and still winning. That is a positive sign. If you believe in numbers and statistics. They will bounce back. As Painter has said all year, his team, he recruited them because they can shoot because they Uh are skilled everywhere. You have to believe those numbers are coming back. And when they do. Add Zach Eady to a team that can shoot all of a sudden and. And. That number one uh, ranking definitely doesn't look like a fraud.
0: Yeah, and Lawyer is below 33% right now. Newman's below 33%. We know that they can get hot. Uh, Jenkins is only at 23.8. I mean, he's go- I was telling you yesterday, Jenkins is going to have a game this year where he hits four or five threes and carries us for a
1: night. And yeah, I mean, he told me that this week uh, when I was talking to him. He, he needs one game. It's, it's what he's done in his whole career. He gets one good game, and it carries him the rest of the year. Obviously, he's not had that going. He's I, I think he's at 134 career games now coming into this season. He had 12 games where he didn't make a three like a, that's an outrageously good percentage. Mm-hmm. He now has seven games at Purdue where he hasn't made a three. Yeah. So yeah. in these 11 games, he's almost matched his career total of over over streaked. Part of that, he's playing behind Braden Smith. He's not going to play. As much as he did elsewhere, but he is a shooter, shooter, and he can get microwave hot. His highlights from Utah, um, from UNLV, just crazy hot. And we haven't even gotten close to glimpsing that yet.
0: Yeah. And Newman can too. I mean, I, I still believe in Newman. Newman's going to have some moments this year too, I think. And it's just great to have those guys coming off the bench that. You know, there's at least going to be one night where either one of them is going to drop fifteen, twenty points, and you feel it coming. And
1: yeah, yeah it's great. I would be shocked if it's just one night.
0: Yeah. I hope. I I hope you're right there. That would be nice.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, they're getting good looks, and their offense hasn't changed. the The fact mm-hmm. their offense isn't changing just because they're not making shots, they're not getting frustrated, they're not making. They're not not making the extra pass. They're not forcing shots. They're not trying to make bad shots because they need to see one go in. That is a rare thing. And they keep playing really, really hard. So everything is, everything's pointing up except the jump shooting. Uh, Purdue's defense has continued to climb up Ken Palm ratings. Right now we are 20, uh, Purdue is 25th in the nation defense Ken Palm sixth in offense. We've definitely dropped on the offensive side, but we are getting real close to that magic number of, if you're inside the top 20 of both, you are a NCAA tournament championship favorite.
0: Yeah. Cause that, that was the weakness last year. Where did we finish defensively?
1: It was not good. <laughs> oh yeah. 93. 93rd. 93. Yeah, It it doesn't look like the same team. the The DNA is entirely different. And we act like it's early. We <clears throat> Purdue has played a third of their games. Yeah, it There's is. Eleven games in,
0: games.
1: eleven chances to slip up, and they have not. The only thing that's been different is the last couple games when they've been up eight to fourteen points late in the second half or midway through the second half. They've not been un. They've been unable to extend the lead because they can't make shots. But they're still holding the lead. They're not giving it up, and they're still winning. So it is encouraging because of how bad they've played and still won. And that happened. I, I was talking to a buddy today on the phone. Well, not on the phone. Texting. Because, you know, I'm not 40. <laughs> hey! <Close. sighs> so, I... He was like, yeah, I just don't like I'm not making shots. I'm like, why? I mean, obviously, why? But, like, nothing's changed. There's still good looks. Yeah. He's like, I just feel like they're getting carried by Edie. Yeah, that's okay. what... That's what national <laughs> players of the year do. They care about their team. And Zach Eady has been unbelievably tremendous. I-, I can't remember the last time that there was such a favorite for national player of the year as there is this year. Because right now Zach Eady is head and shoulders above everyone else in the country.
0: I-, I do agree with you. And I think it's, I think it's very encouraging. Like you said, that they've not played well and they've still won the last two games. And You know, yesterday, you have Caleb first. He's quiet the entire first half. He's struggling like everyone else. He owned the first five minutes of the second half. Absolutely owned it. And there was nothing that Davidson could do. And I think he just provides such a different look for this team because he can both spell Edie and he can play with him.
1: Yeah, and he's a freak. Athletically, there are not 6'10 dudes that move like he does. No. Um, like he was great against Duke, um, 11 points, 10 rebounds. And that came in 24 minutes. He is able to, it, Zach Edie alone is going to make you a good rebounding team. Caleb first is maybe the best rebounder in space for a big man in the big 10. So now all of a sudden you have this Goliath that already eats up all the room and you have this just. Whizzing by 6'10 dude that can run and jump and grab everything. That is not fun. There's <laughs> there's no team that can match up with that. Purdue has already played Gonzaga and Duke. They've already played West Virginia. Caleb first went on. No one can match him. And yeah. he's almost an afterthought on this team at times.
0: Yeah. And he can shoot the three, too. I mean, he's only five of 15, but. He can stretch that floor for you, and, and if he's playing, you know, it's it's weird to say you go small
1: with a guy like Caleb first at the five. Well, but... you don't go small, you you go big and athletic at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. it, yeah, it's it is matchup nightmares everywhere on the floor, and I I think Braden Smith and the Fletcher Lawyer have been better in space than anyone could have thought because we've never seen them play with this kind of space. It's it is easier for them to play college basketball than it was in high school. I've had this conversation with a few different people. I've had it with, um, lawyer himself. I've had it with painter. Um, these guys came out of high school being double and triple teamed every possession. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. easier to take a like open floor in college or a one-on-one in college than it is to even take a, a double team in high school. To, Cause two, three guys just eats everything up. You do lawyer and Smith have all the space in the world and they have been outstanding with it. Lawyer, more of a score Smith, natural passer. Some of those, it, it kind of gets taken away. He should have been in contention for a triple double. Um, he ended up with a double double as well. One of three players for Purdue. Uh, he's making over the head flip passes out of pick and pops out of pick and rolls, finding open guys, finding a, Finding first, cutting to the hoop. He is a tremendous passer. And because of Edie, because of all the talent around them, it's really elevated their game even more. And that's how Purdue's 11-0. a legitimate hit yeah. him number one team in the nation.
0: And it's, like you said, and the, and the shots aren't falling yet. And they're going to. And, man, it, it, it's fun. I'm glad that I finally got to see them in person yesterday. I know you've been at every game this year. But uh, it it was definitely something different to see. And really, you're right. They just, they flow together better. And I never thought that losing players like Travion Williams and Ivy would make the team itself better. But it really feels that way, honestly.
1: It's just a much more cohesive unit. And it, I think you really start to tell about a team when you, you talk to them all season. And you don't have to bring these things up. They just always talk about it and always leads to two things. They play really hard. They are going to outplay who they're playing and everyone on this team. They don't care where the success comes from, who gets credit. They are unselfish to a T from first man, Zach Eadie all the way down the roster. And when you combine those two things with the best player in the country, you're not just a feel good story. You are a dominant college team.
0: So when's the first loss come?
1: Oh I, I think they make it into the end of January. Really? I I am not scared by Ohio State's environment, and I am a little biased because I have been to a Ohio State basketball game at in Columbus, Columbia, Columbus, whatever it is. <laughs> it's not a threatening environment. Um, I'd be more worried about the Sunday game in Penn State afterwards. To be honest, the uh, the game in Philadelphia. It, I, 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 I think this team is good. Um, in the beginning, it, you know, we have Rutgers pretty has Rutgers at home, Ohio State on the road, then Penn State in Philadelphia. That's tough, but it's not. It's not the murderer's row of playing Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Indiana, Iowa within two weeks. so mm-hmm. Somewhere in that stretch, I would imagine. Um, but to a man, every game, I'm going to have pretty favorite. Yeah, They're obviously I, not going to go undefeated, but there's not a team that you can look at in the country and be like, oh, they're going to beat them. That's mm-hmm. it's not how this works. Purdue has the best player on the floor and they have pieces around him that make sense. Um, yeah. So it'll happen. Probably it'll happen in January,
0: but well, I would, I would say it's extremely unlikely they're going to lose to uh,
1: new Orleans and PMU, but yeah, those are, those are dregs, just like awful, awful programs. Um, so it'll be good to, if you're going to schedule those on your schedule, go ahead and do it before and after Christmas.
0: Well, everybody schedules teams like this. Everybody sure. does.
1: I'm yeah, sure.
0: I mean, there's always at least 3, 4, 5 bye games on the schedule for every team in the nation. So,
1: I'm sure we don't have a uh, New Year's Day game. We usually have one. Usually it's Iowa.
0: Uh, well, like it's, a, oh, it it's Rutgers home. on the 2nd. So On the
1: 2nd, yeah. So people get one more day to cure their hangover.
0: Well, that that's the uh if we're going to have a loss, that's the one to look out for because that's the infamous big 10 home game without the paint crew. And Purdue always plays a little flat in that. And Rutgers is a decent team. They've given Purdue fits of late. So
1: I'm just going to go out on a limb and say a 13 and 0 Mackey arena. Going to be plenty allowed, even without the students. Uh,
0: It's weird. Things happen in those games. Eh. Really weird things happen in those Eh. games.
1: You you believe in crazy stuff?
0: No, I just believe in history. <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> but you know, you got a good point there. I think, I think they can get past records That that would get them to fourteen and zero, and fourteen and zero gets them a tie with the ninety four team and the twenty ten team. We are team.
1: we are looking way far ahead. We can look at those in a week or two. We'll look All at those right. next year. Next year, right okay. now, just enjoy a Purdue team that's going to go into Christmas break 12 and 0.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you ask
1: for that for Christmas?
0: I honestly was expecting <laughs> nine and three at this point. I, I was thinking nine holiday and miracle. <laughs> holiday miracle. Oh man. But it's, it's, it's convenient that Purdue is the number one seed and I'm already looking at the uh, NCAA tournament. I'm like, Ooh, Columbus and Louisville nearby. Hello.
1: Bring me to Vegas, baby. <laughs> I think Vegas is a sweet 16 this year. Also, yeah, New York City. Is. I'll take yeah. New York City.
0: I'll take Louisville again. We got to expose some demons mm.
1: here. Mm. <laughs> I don't drink anymore, so I don't need to be in the home of bourbon.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, fine. Keep I'll do it for it. There you go. <laughs> uh, so... One last thing we'll probably talk about tonight is uh football. We have a coach now. I know we talked about it this week and got a couple uh, different, different coaches. Traditions. Yes, we do have a couple of different coaches. Some some guy, washed up NFL player, came in too. I'm not sure. Drew Brees, any, ever, he ever do anything? You joke about that, but he
1: looked washed up the last time he played.
0: Well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you're you not wrong. What are you looking for? Uh, not what I was looking for there, but we got an offensive coordinator. We got a defensive coordinator and, uh, you, you were at the presser this week. Kind of Mm -hmm. what's, what's the vibe there?
1: Vibes are high. Vibes are good. Vibes are uh very chill. Um, it's really hard not to be very excited. Ryan Walters is young, personable, um, authentic. I think that's the thing that steps up. I remember I asked him like what are his pillars being a head coach and pretty much the the number one thing was authentic you are going to meet a lot of people in every different avenue of this job and you have to be yourself at all times and that's going to resonate and that's going to carry around and if that's what you're hiring and that's the kind of players you're looking for that is a good message that is a uh that is a good way to bring a lot of energy, chemistry, excitement into the building. And then he followed it up with a pretty splashy hire for an offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, um, former Texas tech coach, offensive coordinator, you, uh, the university of Southern California,
0: <laughs> California, the
1: US- USC. I always get my USC's wrong. Cause I lived down in a uh, Gamecock country for a long time, but yeah, USC, um, offensive coordinator, uh, West Virginia last season. And I, I'm excited. I, when you bring a defense of mine like Ryan Walters, who to a man said he is not too shy to say, I am the best defensive coordinator in the game right now. And then you throw in a hotshot offensive coordinator, um, air raid offense. It's going to be exciting on both sides of the ball. Oh, by the way, there's two quarterbacks out there on the transfer market that have played under Harrell. All of a sudden, uh, what I think we we thought, you know, under Brom next season was going to be rough, regardless, because we were Purdue was losing a lot of guys, a lot of talent, tough schedule. Um, you know, we're going to play Ohio State and Michigan again. Now there's a lot of buzz, a lot of energy. Like you said, Drew Brees is in the building. People are feeling it. Things. <laughs> so it, it is a fun time to be rooting for Purdue right now. I mean. I'm not sure. Obviously, we're a little biased, and you know we're fans of a lot of these people and know them personally now. So, but that little trifecta of a head coach: um, Ryan Walters, Matt Painter, Katie Geralds, Dave Shondell, If you want to go there too, oh yeah. All of a sudden, uh, Purdue has one of the strongest head coaching rosters in the entire country. Pretty, pretty fair to say,
0: yeah. And, you know, of those, uh, Gerald's, Now, well, Gerald's, I wouldn't say exactly has the least amount of experience or anything, because she did win two national titles at the NAIA level. But uh, both Gerald's and Walters, both young guys, both uh, very well respected in their profession. I guess Gerald's wouldn't be a young guy. Good God.
1: That's not sorry. how that works, Travis. No, it's not. They're young coaches. They are yes. young coaches in their field. It it is encouraging to see Purdue take not a safe hire. I, I yeah. There are a lot of mid major head coaching head coaches out there. Maybe they'd be good. Maybe not. All I know is the best Purdue teams of my lifetime dominated defensively. We talk about quarterbacks, but those NFL defense linemen that Purdue had, those carried a lot of weight during those years. So. I am excited to see an aggressive, uh, chaotic defense mixed in with an offense that's going to continue to throw the ball, continue to score points. And I don't think Purdue football's ceiling has ever been this high.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting thing. I'm not sure what to think about next year. And I feel like we switch places from the uh infamous, oh the, last year you didn't think we were gonna make a bowl game and I was like, Yeah, I guarantee we're making a bowl game. But <laughs> That
1: was weird.
0: Yeah, it was weird. And I I'm I'm not sure what to think about next year. Like you said, the schedule's tough, but then
1: you know, I mean we don't we don't know what Purdue's roster is gonna look like. We right, we have no we way of knowing. It's just are you going to buy into this head coach or not and i guess you can make up reasons why not to but none of us here we are above average you know sports minds we spend a lot of time doing this we talk to a lot of people that know football very well no one has a clue about hires mm-hmm. it, if it were easy um everyone would have better head coaches but i i like the babinski I mean, he said this highest ceiling guy. They, they interviewed. Give me that. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. And it's, I I think I'm a, I'm in agreement with you. We're in an interesting place and a good place. So I I'm willing to kind of give him a year or two to see what happens just because I know Uh, a whole
1: year, (laughs) well,
0: I'm not going to be on the fire and bandwagon, (laughs) but I'm also not expecting a a one in 11 season. Like, uh, previous coaching hires had in their debut, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, at this point, with the way the portal works, there's no excuse to be that bad.
0: Yeah. I think they could squeeze into a bowl next year, honestly. I would hope so. Yeah, because, I mean, the the non-conference schedule is difficult, but it's not impossible. I mean, Fresno, I think they, they got to have a new quarterback. Uh, Virginia Tech was just awful this past season, and, you get a home game against Syracuse uh, on a team that you probably should have beaten and beat you with seven seconds to go and struggled to close the year down. So
1: and Purdue still gets to play Indiana, right? So Automatic W on the board. <laughs> nice. I like that. Indiana fans are really in their feels. That's a rough uh, that's, week. That's not my problem. I gotta, mean, you got to stop. Uh, <laughs> gotta stop booking top 10 teams you don't belong oh
0: <laughs>
1: well on that note another day
0: ah uh, well on that note i think we can go ahead and uh wrap this thing up uh not sure if we'll have a new edition next week considering it'll be christmas night on sunday night so ah, uh, yeah we will
1: we'll record one of the we'll record this week and we'll get some we'll get something evergreen ready for uh monday
0: yeah, we'll see. We'll see I what promise. we can pull off. We'll pull off something, but oh. uh, we do wish everybody a uh, Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and we do thank you for listening. And so, for Casey and myself, Travis Miller, this has been the Boiler Upload Podcast and Boiler Up.